Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Uh, happy Wednesday. <laughs> These are challenging times. I'm working from home. Um, I mean, I'm in the high-risk group, and I take care of a high-risk person. I mean, you really just, you really cannot tempt the fates to get this thing. Uh, even though I put my immune system up there because I've been paying attention to it all along, you know. Especially in the last six months, I started drinking this uh, uh, vitamin drink or whatever. And it's just really helped me fight off the regular colds that were going around the office. But, you know, your health is your wealth and you have to pay attention. I'm still not understanding why so many people are not uh, aware or don't care about the rules and social distancing. And they're still going out. I mean, the fact that you want to be out and I know it's hard because I love spring but mm -mm, I do not want to get anything and there have been a couple of people in my office who've been exposed to people who have it so it's like ah I'm good I'm really really good and I actually used to work from home so as long as I have projects I'm I'm good uh I get way more done when I'm working from home but that's just me uh also you know the only time that I've lived through um, something like this. And I don't remember. I was so young, though. But when HIV and AIDS made made it to the scene in the early 80s, I believe, uh, they I don't really remember them calling it a pandemic. And I don't remember uh, anybody making it seem like uh, it was as scary as it really was mainly because it was mostly gay men dying, uh, I guess, in the beginning. I don't know. I don't know the statistics. I never really went back to look as an adult. But I just remember as a kid, it was sort of like, this is the disease that gay men get, and everybody else is going to be okay. And then, you know, like, people who had blood transfusions in the hospital, they started dying. Uh, obviously, that blood supply wasn't limited to just gay people, gay men, when you go to the, um, you know, hospital and needing blood, you know, so nobody asks you that. So, yeah, it was just an interesting time to live through it because of the way I remember, you know, and I was so young, but I just remember it was framed as, well, you won't get it, so don't worry, to like a good chunk of the population, but uh, it was probably terrifying. If if I had been an adult, I might have been terrified, sort of like this, because it's ignorance that makes people scared. Like, we really don't know a, a lot about uh, coronavirus, and I know what they've been telling us, but sometimes it just seems like it might be a little stronger than what they're saying, because people are are getting diagnosed, and by the time they get the results back, the person may have succumbed to something, Um the complications. So you're starting to hear they die from complications due to coronavirus, which a lot of people, that's how it was described with AIDS. You know, it was like they didn't just die of AIDS. They died of complications. So whatever the virus is doing to their body caused them to die. So I don't know. It is a terrifying thing in, in a lot of ways. But I'm a woman of faith. You know, I, I do not believe that my destiny was to come here and catch a disease from a man who ate a bat in China. You know, I just don't believe that's what I was here for. And um, so I don't believe this is the thing that's going to take me out. And 
I, but I also don't go around tempting fate and licking toilets or getting up in people's faces or doing some of the other weird shit I see people doing. I don't understand. Like, I'm telling you, it's natural selection. Some of these people are not going to make it. And, you know, survival of the fittest. If you, and that means mentally fit, too. If something is not right in your brain and you're thinking you can just do whatever you want, because I think, you know, I have a cousin who posted, uh, we're going out to dinner, you know, we're cloaked in God's favor or something. And I'm like, I believe in God, too, but come on. This this virus is take, killing people. You know, it's like... <sighs> I I want you to have faith and everything, but also be smart. We going out. We we not worried. And I'm like okay. Clearly, it's stage. You're not supposed to go out unless you have to. And it's like I don't know why would you risk that. But that's just me. You know. Hopefully he's okay. Um, I do feel badly for people who have things to celebrate at this time that won't be celebrated. High school graduations proms um uh any anything birthdays i mean what a terrible time to have a birthday uh what do you i mean you might want to do something but you mainly just don't want to catch coronavirus thank you happy birthday <laughs> i mean like gee whiz um hopefully life will will have some normalcy by my birthday for sure uh, my birthday's in the fall, so hopefully things will be calmer and tamer by then. Uh, pivoting a little bit here. So, yes, this is where we are. We're fighting a virus globally. It's not just an American thing. It's happening all over the world. Um, yes, things temporarily look horrible. Companies are grinding to a halt. That means employees are, uh, in certain fields, will not be employed. And, you know profit margins, everything is going to take a a huge, huge hit, probably much worse than anything we've seen in our lifetimes. Okay, granted, that's all true. But guess what? Some things are poised to, to thrive. There are things that actually do well when the economy is terrible. Uh, I'm looking at you, spirits, the liquor and uh, spirits industry. <laughs> um, I think uh, there. I think too. Personally, coronavirus is going to really bolster things. Like clearly, it's helped Netflix. Uh, Netflix is one of the few stocks that I had that was already going up. Um, but Tiger King. I mean, look at what Tiger King has done for Netflix. All people are talking about is this. Tiger King and the virus has made people all be at home watching TV at the same time, much like when I was growing up. So that's what was interesting. When I was a kid, you could only watch, you know, Cosby Show, seven o'clock Thursdays, uh, eight o'clock Eastern time. Yeah, that's the time the shows came on. They had a schedule. Cheers, eight o'clock Thursday. Um, And everybody watched them. that was the coveted time frame. Eight o'clock Thursday meant, you know, your show was a big deal. Uh, Cheers was in that time slot on Thursdays. Uh, Seinfeld moved to that time slot on Thursdays. I think Friends eventually had that time slot on Thursdays. That was the Thursday at eight o'clock, you know, nine o'clock central. I mean, nine o'clock East Coast time. So that was the big deal. 
uh, and people all watch shows at those times. So now you got everybody, you know, home, 90% of American or global population at home. So Tiger King comes out and it's the craziest mess you've ever seen. So people are like, whoa. And now we have social media. So I I know personally, I might have had about 10 to 15 people watching Tiger King because I said I was going to watch it. Um, And it was freaking me out, you know. So then you start getting the memes and then those people are like, well, let me see what the, you know what I mean? So it's kind of cool. So Netflix, of course, is doing well. That stock is going up. Amazon is going up, I think, because of Whole Foods. And people still need things. So, and it's it's great because it's like, well, I don't want to risk going out for, you know, vitamins. So I'll get them from Amazon. So I'm pretty sure their their business is probably thriving. Uh, Clorox, um, <laughs> uh, definitely a great brand right now. People are using bleach like it's nobody's business. Their their sales numbers should look great. Um, and so, you know, there's no way to put a happy spin on it. But there are going to be industries. I think private jets are going to become more accessible and more in demand. And maybe not for the average person. But remember, when the aviation industry started, average people weren't flying. That was not for just the regular person. Um, then it something happened. I don't know the history, but something happened that people were like, we need to bring this more to the masses. And then you started to get commercial airlines, you know, and the, the model we're more familiar with now. But this virus is going to make it so that if and again, Everybody is not super rich, but there are a lot of people who are doing well enough to say, well, I don't particularly want to get on an airplane now. And if I can buy a membership for X amount of dollars uh, or my company will lease this private jet for X amount of dollars, then, yeah, let's do that. I think that industry is poised to explode. Uh, And I definitely like liquor, beer, any any kind of. Those things always go well during hard times. People may not be able to pay for shit else, but they will pay for their liquor. You know, they're always going to drink. They're always going to want to, you know, people like to get fucked up. (laughs) They just do. Um, In a state like ours in Missouri, where cannabis is sort of still in limbo, I mean, I don't think that's poised to thrive. But if you can be a part of something in a state where it's already established, like Colorado, California, I think it'll thrive there. Uh, companies like MedMen um, and some of the, you know, Colorado companies that are already thriving think they're going to see businesses zoom. So, you know, it's just an interesting time. If you look at it a certain way, you can see opportunity. If you look at it just as gloom and doom and I'm afraid and I'm going to die and all of the, you know, that's, you know, that's one way to look at it. And I get it. But, you know, you also got to be prepared for the fact that you probably will survive. You know, even as bleak as it looks right now, there is a strong chance that you could come out of this situation uh, better than you were before. If you think strategically, that's all I'm suggesting. If you kind of just turn your head and look at it like, okay, well, where can I find opportunity in this? And it's not because you're trying to be a, a vulture or anything, but you do need to position yourself uh, for life after the coronavirus. And I, I'm i not saying I understand 
all of those things. I just shared with you my general thoughts and how I'm thinking. But you feel free to, you know, figure out what you think is about to explode. Because trust me, when people can get back outside and spend money, they're going to. And they're going to spend it in a lot of interesting ways. A lot of ways I probably haven't thought of. But you can put yourself in a position to benefit from that. That's all I'm saying. So stay safe. Be careful. Um, make good choices. Come on, America. I mean, my goodness. I, I get that we're petulant and spoiled sometimes, but like, seriously, stay in the house. There's absolutely nothing going on that's that's worth like people are up until a week ago. I heard about people still throwing parties and stuff. And it's like, why would you do that? Don't do that. Just follow the rules. Put yourself in a good position to thrive after this because there will be life after this. And, uh, you know, just just be smart. I know it's hard for some people. It's harder for some people than others. But just be smart because this won't last forever. And you need to be able to say, hey, not only did I not get coronavirus or I survived coronavirus, it was actually a time where I figured out how I could thrive. That happens all the time. There, there, all the time. There are people who came out of the Great Depression, and they weren't depressed or poor. And that could be you. Come on now. Have you guys watched Ozark? Oh my goodness! Listen, I love the show. I wish it were filmed in Missouri. It's not. But uh, it's set in uh, Lake of the Ozarks. And what an excellent show. Laura Lenny, you could just hand her all the Emmys right now. Uh, Tom Pelfrey, who plays her brother, fantastic. Jason Bateman. I've been watching Jason Bateman since Valerie in like 1983 or 4, so 85 somewhere. I love Jason Bateman. So good for him. I mean, and he's working more than ever. I don't remember seeing him this much in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, good for him. I really enjoy his work and his work ethic. And while he somehow plays a variation of the same guy, <laughs> um, he's he just is good. He's really, really talented. I enjoy uh, what he brings to roles. Um, one of my favorite movies in the last few years was uh, Game Night. Uh, he and Rachel McAdams were hilarious in that Um so yeah, I, I he was good in horrible bosses. He's just he's just talented. I really dig this vibe, and he his character on uh, uh, this show is like kind of like a robot until he is forced not to be. There are points of this season where it's like okay, he can't be a robot. Um, but yeah, really great show. I do wish Missouri would just wake up and be. We're just not gonna get it right. There was a film in infrastructure here in the early 90s, and then they just obliterated it. You know, like they just can't understand. Like there's no reason if you look at us in Georgia, there was no reason why our film program had to not thrive, except that they didn't know whoever was in charge of it did not know how to compete, you know, and you don't have to become Hollywood or even what Atlanta has built. You don't even have to do that to have a successful film program. I just, I just don't understand it. And now Georgia's just blown everybody away, you know? So 
they're they're just I think they're filming more in Atlanta than they are in Los Angeles. So I don't know. Anyway, watch Ozark. It's very entertaining. This season is shocking. And I had almost forgotten. I mean, I probably should go back and watch season two because I don't even remember. They they took a year off. So it didn't come on in 2019. It came on 2018. So it was really hard to remember. And then it was like, whoa, okay. And um, yeah, it was just really, really good. Very well done. Very well written. There was only one thing at the at the finale where I felt like the writer's room was really pressing something that that character hadn't hadn't shown all season. And then it was like, oh, okay, so now, okay, I didn't buy it. But other than that, it was just straight fire. And even that was a small tick, but it was really bothering me because it took a lot of time. And I'm like, you all are pressing this issue. And I don't feel like this was something that was brewing all season. It just feels like you tacked it on at the end and I don't like being manipulated. But they did an excellent job. And that's probably something only I would notice because this is I, I study these things and I'm a writer and I feel like somebody threw out a note for the fun for the finale. And it was like, but wait, we didn't address this at all earlier in the season. So anyway, very, very good show. You should watch it. Uh, I heart Jason Bate. Uh, I heart Jason Bateman. And uh, it's great because I remember how cute he was. Everybody thought he was cute in 1985. You know, and it's like, it's so cool that he's just still working and doing such good work. Kudos. Check it out. Laura Linney, fire. I love, I also love the fact that the spouses are age appropriate to each other. And they didn't give him some super, you know, 20 years younger than him wife. Because Jason is my age. So that was nice. Just a good show. And the kids were great this year, too. Good job. Kudos. Kudos.